You know, when we talk about the subject of being authentic, you know, this this is something you've got to get your mind around, and that is there are things about us that God may not want to change. I mean, we all have different temperaments, the way we come into the world. Uh, you know, there are differences in people. I mean, for example, I am very shy. I am a, uh introvert. I don't like being around people. I could move up into the mountains, become a hermit, never see another person, be totally satisfied. Um, you know, it's just, it's just the way I am. I don't like big crowds of people, and I just like being by myself. And there are other people who just, you know, that you would call them extroverts. They love being around people. They go crazy unless something is always going on in their life. And my point is, the way you naturally are, God, you know, sometimes we condemn ourselves for thinking, oh, you know, the natural way I am, God wants to change. You know, the fact that I'm shy, well, God, you know, the fact that I'm an introvert, well, God wants me be, to be an extrovert. Well, no, nonsense, nonsense. This is not true at all. Now, when you think about, okay, what are the things that God wants to change about people? Well, it is the self-destructive behaviors. It's the sin nature, or however you want to look at that. It's the things that are destroying our lives. That is what God wants to convert and change and turn around. But there is, naturally, there is an authentic you. And often we think that authentic you is what God wants to change. Now, this may come as a surprise, but the authentic you is what God wants to bring to the forefront. It was E.E. Cummings that said, to be nobody but yourself in a world which is doing its best night and day to make you like everybody else means to fight the greatest battle there is to fight and never stop fighting. You know, you think about that. You, we, we do. We live in a world where that is doing its best night and day to make you like everybody else, to make us all, you know, the same or whatever. So does the Bible speak to this issue of being authentic? In other words, it is a journey from the false self towards wholeness of the true self. And over a period of time, we can develop a false sense of, of self. Let me illustrate how that might happen. When I was in, I think, the seventh grade, I was, um, you know, really, when I think about it, I was not a introvert. I have not always been an introvert. I mean, it's, this is really weird, but I was in the seventh grade, and I was, we were playing dodgeball, and I was jumping up and down, outwardly expressing myself, just enjoying myself thoroughly. I guess that was one of my favorite sports, but I was really good at it, okay? They never could hit me with that ball. I could always sneak out, dodge it somehow. But there was a couple of guys that were over in the corner, and one of them come up to me and said, you know, you really, they were watching me, and they said, you really think you're something, don't you? You really think you're something. Now, I don't know what was going on, whether there was jealousy or what was going on. I don't know, but we got in a fight, and it was like from that point, I could almost notice a change in myself. I thought, okay, it must be wrong to outwardly express yourself. You must never do that. It's wrong to think of yourself as something, you see. 
So now I am nothing. The right way to look at yourself is to think you're nothing at all. So, you know, I'm just saying we can get screwed up in life by certain defining moments that happen to us. And we all have our defining moments that something often bad happens. Someone says something, someone, you know, rejection or whatever it is that can occur to us in those moldable, you know, where we're being molded and shaped and you know, things can happen to us that just sort of messes up and we start thinking wrong and we lose our authentic self, something that God wants to bring to the forefront, actually. So does the Bible speak to this issue of being authentic? Well, in a way it does, uh, especially when it comes to the example of the example of God in Exodus 3 and verse 14. And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. Now he was they were, I think Moses said, you know, who, who, the children of Israel, you know, they're going to ask, well, who is this God? And who do I, Moses is talking to God, and, and, and what do I tell them? What do I tell, what, what is your name? How do I explain God to these people, to the children of Israel? And God said unto Moses, I am that I am. And he said, Thus shall you say to the children of Israel, I am has sent me unto you. Now, that little expression, I am that I am. Wow. You know, that's sort of something that we want to work toward. We want to come to this forefront of of being you. Is That Really in the Bible presents the teaching ministry of David Freeman. Now, in a very real way, for a big part of my life, I thought that the way I am naturally was bad, that I should be, you know, instead of being shy, I should talk a lot more. Instead of being quiet, I should, you know, on and on and on. And and so I sort of condemned myself for the way that I naturally, uh, you know, came into this world. And But you just have to realize that that is not what God wants to change. If we're going to talk about, okay, what is it that God wants to change? Well, it is the destructive patterns in your life. It is sin, okay? God wants us to stop sinning. Since Christ died for our sins, it would be a good idea to find out what sin is and try to stop doing it. Well, uh, what is sin? Well, 1 John 3, 4 says sin is the breaking of God's law. And we're talking about the breaking of the Ten Commandments. So let's not kid ourselves. Let's not invent things that are not sin and call them sin. Well, I think it's a sin to dance. I think it's a sin to take a drink of alcohol. You know, I mean, let, let's go to the source in the Bible. And, and the Bible tells us, okay, this specifically is sin. So that, yes, God wants us to change that if we are sinning, if we are making mistakes, if we are living a, a lifestyle that is destructive and will destroy you. Obviously, God wants you to change that. But that's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about just sort of the natural inclinations, the natural way that you are. And it, it's strange that that even I sort of thought that, you know, others who maybe since I was shy and quiet and didn't talk much, well, then the person who could always talk, that they were better, that these people who had these other characteristics that I didn't have, well, they were somehow better than me. 
So I, I really think there's a lot of mind games that can go on with ourselves. There can be, as I said earlier, defining moments that causes us to think the way I naturally am is not good and it, it's all bad and God is displeased and the whole world is displeased. No, that's not the case. So we're, we're trying to discuss here the authentic self and understanding that there are things about you, the natural way that your temperament, the natural way that you are, that God does not want to change. And we're talking about coming back to the real authentic you and being that real authentic you. Now, uh, often people, the way they appear is, is not the way they really are. For example, I heard a story one time about Johnny Carson, that Johnny Carson was a high-end introvert. An introvert, to be introverted, they, they said that his idea of a party was three of his closest friends at his home. Now, if you know anything about the Johnny Carson show, if you've ever watched that, you know he seemed like an extrovert. I mean, he was quick-witted. He could interview anybody. He never had a loss for words. And you would have never guessed, not in a million years, that actually Johnny Carson was a high-end introvert. He liked being alone. He liked being by himself, close to his family, whatever. But, you know, he, he didn't like a lot of people around him. Now, you know, that just goes to show sometimes the the real person is not what's, you know, there's a, a star image that I think all people have, especially when you're dealing with television, you know, it's the image they put across that comes across and we look at people and we think they are a certain way. And probably we've got that evaluation totally messed up. They're not really that way at all. But there's this facade that people put forth. And, uh, you know, the natural way may not be the way they are at all. What, what you're seeing on the big screen or whatever. Now, being authentic, what can we do to be more authentic? Well, I have some pointers for you to do just that. One of the first things that you need to do is you need to be alert. Be aware of your surroundings. You know, often we just take out the door and we're just in a mode, we're in a work mode and we're unaware of our surroundings. We uh, we are unaware of people around us and we need to be alert and aware of our surroundings. Number 2, to be authentic, you got to listen. You got to listen. Have you ever, you know, <clears throat> heard someone just sort of agreed with someone, you know, they're saying something and it, you know, personally, my, you know, myself, I have tinnitus in one ear. So that means hearing loss in one ear. And so, and if someone is mumbling, you know, I'm a lot of times I will say, yeah, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I am clueless as to what they just said. I don't know what they just said, you know, but I agreed with them. You know, it reminds me of going to concerts at a teen, as a teenage boy and, you know, the band members would say something over the microphone, you know, and it come out like, rah, 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 and, and everybody is raising, you know, H-E-L-L and clapping and yeah, well, the, the guy could have could put a curse on us and, and we would have been agreeing with him. But my, my point is, you're going to have to start listening better. If, you're, if, you're, if your goal is to be authentic, you're going to have to start listening to people a lot better than you do. Never agree with something if you have not heard what they just said. 
get verification. Ask them again. Uh, clarify what they just said. Third, think about what this person just said. Now, I'm convinced that people can say a lot of stupid things to us. They can say things that don't make a bit of sense. And if we think about it, you know, we can come back with an, an authentic answer. Instead of just saying, uh-huh, yeah, right, uh-huh. We can, we can you know, read if we think about what the person just said, I think a lot of times we're just too busy to think about it. You know, we're, we're, we're doing, and we don't listen. We don't listen, and then we don't think about what the person said. Now, now to be authentic, the fourth thing you got to do is not just think about what the person said. You got to repeat back what that person just said, and then you will really get it. I mean, you will really get. You know, you you need to say, okay, what you're telling me is this. You're saying that black is really white and white is really black. You know, whatever it may be, and to 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 repeat back what this person just said if you do this i can guarantee you you will go through your life feeling and being more content with yourself and being more authentic instead of just you know uh without you know instead of living your life not being alert not listening not thinking about what the person just said and not repeating back what the person just said to verify what the person just said so there is a way that you can be more authentic in your relationships with people but you got to go through these four points that i've just mentioned here alert listen think about and repeat back what the person just said okay so we're talking about the subject of being authentic and it is a challenge indeed it really is you know have you ever gotten yourself into relationships with people that you question how exactly did that did this person come into my life i mean i we have nothing in common i don't like this person and yet somehow this person became a part of your life and it drives us crazy because we say, I don't know how this person came into my life. This person seems to like me. This person is attracted to me, but I we I don't like this person. Now, again, we talk about, okay, I don't like this person. Among Christians, there is this illusion that you have to like everybody that you see. No, you have to love people, but you don't have to like everybody that comes into your life. Now, what do I mean by that? Well, love is a matter of, of the will you know, to love a person, if you see your enemy's house burning down, you know, you're going to go over there and knock on his door and get him out. Even though you don't love, you know, you don't, you don't like your enemy, you love him, you do the right thing. Is this, this is what I mean by love is a matter of the will. So, yes, we're required to love our fellow man, but we don't have to necessarily like our fellow man, hang around them uh be with them night and day or anything like that so i just want to make that that distinction but sometimes we get into relationships and we question how did this person become a part of my life now let me tell you how that person became a part of your life you were not being authentic that's how the person became a part of your of your life you just weren't being real had you been real the person would have never became a part of your life now they say that every person that has come into your life, good or bad, you attracted them into your life. And this is critical to understand because it, it means we have to accept responsibility for the people that are coming into our lives. Now, it, this, this sounds good. This is cool if 
the person that has come into your life is a good person. And we say, oh, yeah, 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 I attracted that person into my life. Okay, we can deal with that. But I'm not talking about the good ones. I'm talking about the bad one. Uh, Even the bad ones, we have attracted them into our lives. So there was something about our persona or whatever you want to call it that was attracting that person into our lives. And it's driving us crazy that that person is there now. Now, how does it work? Well, let me try to explain it in a personal example here. I once had a basically what I would call a dysfunctional family system became a part of my life. They were very much attracted to me. Now, the way it happened was this. Many years ago, 10, 20, 20 30 years ago, I used to think being a Christian, you just had to be a nice guy, that a nice guy mentality, a yes man, and you were there to serve everybody and help everybody. And so this dysfunctional, extremely dysfunctional family system was attracted to me because I was, basically, I wasn't real. They would tell me their dysfunction what was going on in their lives, and I would say, really? Hmm, how about that? Oh, that's, that's, uh, that's, I never heard of such a thing, you know, and I was just nice to them. And instead of being authentic, instead of venting what I was feeling, because when they would tell me, now when I say dysfunction, I mean dysfunctional, I mean, there are many dysfunctional family systems in the world today, and they tell you things that's going on, and what I was feeling was, man, that's the crazy. This is the craziest family I've ever been associated with. I can't believe this stuff is going on. And instead of saying what I was feeling, I just kept it all all in and was a nice guy. Really? Huh? How about? And I would listen. I would listen. And so I found out that I was totally responsible for attracting this this these people into my life because of the way I was, I wasn't being real. I wasn't being authentic. I wasn't saying what I really felt at all. Now the Bible says this in Ephesians four and verse 25, it says, wherefore putting away lying, speak every notice this, uh, speak Wherefore, putting away lying, speak every man truth with his neighbor, for we are members of one another. Man, what a statement. Speak every man truth with his neighbor. Now, I'm not saying you got to be rude. I'm not saying you got to be angry and mad and you just vent whatever you're feeling. You got to be tactful about it. But, but what you do is when you hear something, you, you know, I, what I should have done is said, well, that's wrong. I mean, what you just explained to me that this family system is doing isn't right. And, and I should have offered correction. You know, if you want to get people out of your life, just offer them correction. That's all you got to do. Just, just correct them. Just tell them the truth, you know, and you won't be attracting a lot of people. I can guarantee you that's all you got to do. So, but you got to speak, you got to be real. You got to be authentic. That spirit and often that spirit, we we um, we squelch that spirit that is telling us, you know, to speak, to say the right thing, to do this, to offer the correction, whatever. You know, we don't pay any attention to it. We're not following the leadership of the Holy Spirit in our lives. Now, again, that's provided you have the Holy Spirit, but that's another story. So the way, again, I know I'm repeating myself, but this is this often we don't accept responsibility in this area for the people 
that we have attracted into our lives. It's like the story I heard about the woman that came to the psychiatrist, and she said, I don't understand. Every guy I date beats me up. And he asked, she said, well, where do you go to, to pick up guys? And she said, well, bikers bars. Bikers bars, yeah. And she's got this you know, bumper sticker on the back of, the, of her car that says, have you gotten laid lately? So what, what I'm saying is she is attracting certain types of men into her life. Because, you know, and it's it's her responsibility. She's got to change in order to quit attracting these bums into her life. So it's critical to understand this, that you are responsible for every person that has come into your life and the relationships that we don't like, the people we don't like who have come into our life, you are 100% responsible for attracting that person into your life. I guess one question we might want to ask is, how authentic do you really want to be? You know, most of us live our lives, uh, I forget who said this, but most of us live our lives pretending not to see what we see, not to hear what we hear, and not to feel what we feel. We see something that we don't like, and we pretend we don't see it. We hear something that we don't really like hearing, and so we pretend not to hear it. And we feel certain emotions that we don't like, and so we pretend we don't feel those emotions. And my point is this. That's not being authentic. How authentic is that, going through your life pretending not to see what you see, not to hear what you hear, and not not to feel what you feel? But the question is, you know, how authentic do we really want to be? As I mentioned earlier, being authentic, one of the things you're going to have to do is is to speak the truth uh, instead of just holding all this in and being this facade of a person, this person that is not real, this person that is very much unreal, and therefore you attract all kinds of people into your life that you really don't really care for that much. You know, but the reason I ask this question, and when it comes to being authentic, speaking the truth, we have to realize something about Jesus Christ here. It says in John 8 and verse 40, it says, But now you seek to kill me, a man that has told you the truth. Now, that's a fascinating concept. How did Christ manage to get himself killed? The answer is he spoke the truth. Now, keep in mind that Jesus, in his earlier life, grew in favor with God and man. As he grew up, he found favor with God and man, and I think most of us live our lives wanting to do this, wanting to please God, wanting to please man. Well, I say most of them, but you know, I don't know my audience here, but but um, maybe you don't want to please God, maybe you don't want to please man, but but you know there is an acceptance, a rejection is something that is very difficult to deal with, and so we try to get along with one another, and that's a good thing. We we really do. We don't want to you know, have the world hating us or anything like that. But my point is, when Jesus, you know, here here Jesus grew in favor with God and man. Okay, that's good. But when he began his ministry, he lasted three and a half years. Now, why? Because he spoke the truth. And he's saying here, this is the reason you're trying to kill me, because I have told you the truth. Now, okay, I'm asking the question, how authentic do you want to be? Because being authentic is going to require you to speak the truth. Now, you do it in love. You do it in uh, tactfully. You do it as if, you know, you were receiving the correction or whatever, but you got to do it the right way with love. But, you know, again, um, 
Christ loved humanity, but he got himself killed because he spoke the truth. You know, Christ was authentic. I am what I am. We come back to that statement that God made. I am what I am. I can't be something that I'm not. I've got to be authentic, and that involves speaking the truth. I remember a story that my mother told about she always believed in people, and she, in her earlier days of being converted, she thought if you just took a person and you showed them a better way, they would readily accept it. That if you went up to a person that was in the cesspool of sin and self-destruction, that all you had to do is just show them a better way and say, look, this, this, this is a better way to live. You can do this and your life will work. And she said the greatest frustration she ever experienced as a Christian was that you could show a person a better way, you could explain it, you could prove even statistics on you know how this is a better way, and they would turn around and spit in your face. And it was so disheartening to her this this experience of of actually coming to this knowledge that in many cases people do not want to be shown a better way you know psalms 39 and verse 5 says behold you have made my days as a, as a handbreadth and my age is nothing before you verily every man at his best state is altogether vanity you know the best state of man it's vain in other words everybody is trying to work toward their own vanity, their own self-satisfaction, but they're all going about it. Many people are going about it all the wrong way, trying to achieve that, you know, life that they want or think they want, but they're going about it all the wrong way. And when you offer correction, often it's not well received at all. Jesus said in John 3 and verse 19, he said, and this is the condemnation, that light is coming to the world. Christ is light. You know, he's Christ came into the world. And men love darkness rather than light. Now, why do we love darkness rather than light? Why can we not be corrected? Why can we not be shown a better way? Well, he answers the question. It says, because their deeds were evil. Yeah, evil deeds often somehow, some way bring us some type of satisfaction in and of themselves. So, you know, that's the reason. But I think we come to a point often where we give up being authentic. We give up speaking the truth and we say, well, let the world go to hell. You know, it doesn't do any good. Let people, let society. And we quit trying. But in the process of, tr- of quitting, trying to make a difference, we lose our authenticness. We're we're no longer authentic because we no longer bother speaking the truth because we don't think it's going to make any difference anyway. And, you know, it may not make any difference. But But in order for you to have the contentment that you're looking for, you've got to come to that point where I am what I am. This is me. This is who I am. And I'm going to be authentic. I'm going to see what I see. I'm going to hear what I hear. I'm going to feel what I feel. And I will be authentic. And I'm not going to hide my those inner emotions and feelings when that urge comes upon you to speak and you hold back and don't say anything. I'm not going to be like that. I'm going to speak the truth in love. And I am going to be real. For more information, check us out online at isthatreallyinthebible.net. Listen to the podcast, watch the weekly program, 
worship with us on our weekly Sabbath service. And be sure to visit our free bookstore. Again, the website is isthatreallyinthebible.net.